The Razorback basketball team bounces back against Missouri. Can they do the same against LSU this weekend? Some updates on the transfer portal with guys visiting Arkansas, as well as some other things going on in college football. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I hate that I missed yesterday's podcast. Had some uh, travel arrangements that were uh, holding me back from being able to put together the podcast yesterday. So we're going to kind of make up for some lost time here on this Friday podcast, but still... Uh, appreciate everybody listening in and also uh, be sure to subscribe not only via Apple and Spotify and all the places that podcasts are found, but also on the Locked on Razorbacks YouTube page that is uh, growing rapidly and we want to continue to keep that growing because uh, it's just another way of reaching out to a lot of people that may not be into podcasts, but maybe into watching me and my face talk about the same podcast. So either way, uh, I would appreciate if everybody could subscribe to that too if you hadn't had a chance to do so. But uh, the Razorback basketball team, as you all know, just uh, a mere couple days ago, blew out Missouri in a way that I didn't even think was possible. I, I did not see that coming. I did not think that that was going to happen. I had a feeling that Arkansas could win the game and probably should win the game. And if they didn't win the game, it was going to be uh, really bad news bears for everybody involved. But from beginning to end, it was an onslaught. 87 to 43, the Razorbacks completely and utterly destroy the Missouri Tigers, and man, could it not have come at a better time? I mean, you talk about needing positive, confident news in your program. That was uh, one big-time way to do it. And now Arkansas is at least getting to their first SEC victory. They got another tough one against LSU this weekend, and we'll see how all of that plays out. Well, first off, just to kind of go back into the game itself, I felt like Arkansas did such a great job of shutting down Missouri defensively, which obviously, if you only give up 43 points, you do something right defensively. Missouri played like crap. I'm not taking anything away from that. Like, they they were off. That was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from an SEC team in Bud Walton Arena history that I can remember. Uh, but they, they didn't play well. But Arkansas's defense is really what caused a lot of problems for that. You know, Missouri turned the ball over 24 times. They had uh, a lot of shots that were tough to try to even attempt because of Arkansas and their defense. And it just really led to the great offensive performance that Arkansas had as well. So looking back on it though, not just in this game, but really starting in the second half against Texas A&M, this team defensively has stepped it up. And I know that they didn't beat A&M. It was too little too late in that game. But if you go back and watch it, they looked a lot better, a lot better in that game. And the game against Missouri, obviously, they looked about as good as you can ask for. So my hope is that since you had three straight halves of really good defense, maybe you have figured that part out. Maybe you have been able to put that part of your game together, that you understand it, you know how to execute it, you know what to look for, you know how to communicate, you know all the things that you need to do to be an effective team defense you figured it out. That's what my hope is. 
We've had three straight halves. We'll see how it happens against LSU this weekend. LSU is not a great offensive team. They're a really good defensive team, though. In fact, they lead the SEC in most defensive statistic categories. So uh, this is going to be an interesting one to see how Arkansas can handle it offensively while also being uh, trying to shut down LSU defensively as well. But that was something that was really encouraging to me because it's one thing if you just go out like if our, I know this sounds dumb, which I say dumb things all the time if you listen to this podcast, but it'd be one thing if Arkansas won this game because they shot like 15 to 25 from three and, you know, they just couldn't miss. Like, that's one thing. But if you look at the stats, Arkansas actually did not shoot that great. Like, they went like two of 15 from three-point land. Like, they weren't good from the three-point. And they shot 50% from the field, which is good, but it's not like next-level elite good. And their free-throw shooting was fine. I think it was like 73%. It was about average. So it wasn't their shooting that led to their success. It was their defense. And so defense isn't just one of those things like shooting where you get hot one game and then it goes away. That's not how defense usually works. Defense is usually just a complete and total mentality. It's a physical, mental, and in some cases, even a spiritual way of approaching the game and being able to, no matter who the opponent is, have that element to your game to where you can execute a game plan to be able to slow them down or in some cases completely stop them offensively. Like that's kind of the thing that always has been in basketball, at least if you're a good defense, you're a good defense. It usually just doesn't come and go in spurts. Now it's not to say that other teams won't find ways to exploit your defense or to have success against it, but it's usually a thing that just stays pretty constant. Shooting is not that way. Usually with shooting, it's just some games you got it, some games you don't. That's just basketball for you. So I feel encouraged by that. I feel encouraged by the fact that Arkansas had that great defensive stand and has for the past three halves. And if they can do that against LSU, I see no reason why they can't beat LSU on the road. Now, granted, LSU is a really good basketball team, an NCAA tournament team, a top 25 team. Uh, one of the better teams in the SEC. You got to play this game on the road, which we know is always difficult no matter where it's at in the SEC. It's always going to be tough. So I'm not expecting Arkansas to win this game. I would love it, obviously, if they did. But just given the circumstances of the talent level and where you're at, it would be a tough. But if Arkansas does win, they're going to do it based on their defense and on their defense alone. And if they can get win this game, like against Missouri – I'm not saying Arkansas's back. I'm not saying that they officially got it all turned around. I'm not saying any of those things because I still think it's too way too early to tell. We don't have a big enough sample size. But if they go on the road and beat LSU in Baton Rouge tomorrow, I'm going to start believing again. I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm ready to get that heartbreak. I'm ready to start thinking that, hey, maybe they actually can turn this around. Maybe they actually do have some things going for them that maybe – needed to happen in order for them to figure it out. And it's almost poetic where I have a, an app on my phone called Time Hop. I don't know if anybody else uses that or knows what it is, but essentially what it is is it links all your social media accounts and you can see on this day what you tweeted or what you posted a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And I always look at it every day just to kind of see you know how funny things were, especially way back when. But something that I had tweeted a year ago today was a poll question 
asking, do you feel confident in Arkansas making the NCAA tournament? This is last year, mind you. And Arkansas had lost three of the last four SEC games. People were pretty upset. It was, it was not looking too good. They just got blown out by LSU. You feel confident. And 51% of the people that voted said no. They didn't feel confident that Arkansas could even make the NCAA tournament. Of course, we saw what happened the rest of the way. I'm not saying that it's going to be the same way this year because it's a different team and all of that. But when I look at that and I see just how people felt at this point in time last year and how people feel right now, it's extremely similar. There's a lot of commonalities between the two. And you know what happened the rest of the year, the rest of the way as the season went on. Arkansas went on a run, finished second in the SEC, and made it to the Elite Eight. I don't know if they can do that this year. But I do believe that you do have a coaching staff and a team that is talented enough to be able to put some things together to where they could realistically make a run. But it's got to start right now. <laughs> you can't wait until later in the season where it's too little too late. You can't be behind the eight ball where you're sitting at you know three and seven in conference play and then you decide to get it going. Like You can't do it that way. It has to happen now. But I'm not saying now is in the LSU game you have to win it. But after LSU, you got about four or five straight winnable games, and most of them being at home. That's where it needs to really, really get going. But if you can get to LSU and you can beat them and then you have that favorable stretch, and then I think February 8th when it's Auburn at home, you, you could realistically be sitting at 6-4 and four in conference play. I mean – Seven and four, I think, uh, through that stretch because you have that West Virginia game if you ended up beating them. That would have you at, I'm doing the math here, sitting there. I mean, that'd still be pretty good. You'd be sitting at 16 wins at that point. You need to get to like 20, 21 wins at least before the regular season ends to feel really confident about the NCAA tournament and at least getting to that point. But it can't happen. It just has to start quick, fast, and in a hurry. And in this LSU game, maybe it can all get turned around. And you've heard me tell you about the incredible app where everyone who buys gas needs to use. It's called Get Upside. Everyone is making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code SCORE and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, and you can cash out anytime with your bank account using PayPal or an e-gift card, Amazon, other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app or use promo and use promo code SCORE to get up, 50, up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE. Also, betonline.ag would like to wish you a very happy new betting year as we continue to march into the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for, available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So head over to BetOnline.ag where the game starts.
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we know that the transfer portal has been something that Razorback fans have been really discussing a lot and mainly, at least recently, in a negative way because of the players that have been leaving and all of that, which I still don't think is as big of a deal as what people tried to make it out to be, but I guess we'll find out how it reverses course and gets back to where possibly Arkansas can benefit a lot from the uh, from the transfer portal itself. Because I was even thinking about some of the players that Arkansas has gotten in the previous years and transfers and how big time uh, they've, they've gotten to be. I mean, that's, to me, um, like, think about some of the players that you've had and the impact some of them that they immediately made, not just here in the past year or two, but even way back in previous years too, JUCO guys, which uh, it's kind of sad that they're not being able to have uh, as much when it comes to JUCO players and them getting uh, looked at as much as what, say, uh, transfer portal players now are uh, now are getting to be able to have. So either way, that's kind of disappointing, but still, it, it's just the way it is. And right now, Arkansas is doing a lot of good things when it comes to the transfer portal. In fact, over the uh, the weekend of the Missouri game, in visiting was Drew Sanders, a linebacker who had not only played at Alabama, but had started Alabama a few games. He's looking to, to take his talents elsewhere. He was a five-star coming out of high school. Of course, when you go to Alabama, it kind of you know comes with the territory. And he's looking to transfer elsewhere. And he was at Arkansas this past weekend. So um, I don't know exactly if he's going to for sure commit to Arkansas, but just him being there shows promise. And obviously, Sam Pittman and this coaching staff are doing a really good job of trying to put guys and give them, like they're addressing the needs and the depth. They're not building for the future necessarily in the portal or the building for right now. And I think that's the way that you kind of need to be done in college football. You still recruit, you still build up, you still get your players intact. And then year by year, when players leave or when players are going or whatever, you got to go into the portal and get those guys that can fill in the gaps. You have your big program, your overall program, and then you have a little couple of spaces here and there that are empty just plug them in and then hopefully it all works out like that's exactly what's going to be going on with football and that's the way that Sam Pittman and this Razorback staff are handling it as well but you know you think about Drew Sanders he was a big time player uh that was visiting he also uh for a Missouri defensive lineman uh Makai Wingo which I don't know if he has any relation to Ronnie Wingo a lot of people are asking me that uh but uh he's in the final four for his teams and Arkansas is one of them, but like it's, it's like Arkansas, Oklahoma, USC, and LSU. It's like a pretty good list. So he's going to be into the mix, and obviously he's very interested in coming in because we know Arkansas needs some uh, desperate help there at uh, the defensive lineman position. And there's also uh, another Wingo that is apparently looking at the Razorbacks, and this is Gordon Richard Davenport. There's a lot of Wingos coming over here to Arkansas. Uh, but uh, – He's a uh, sophomore wide receiver. Ryan Wingo is expected to travel to Fayetteville for his visit in four months. Now, he, this is uh, this is crazy because it says he and his father, Ronnie Wingo, who visited the Hogs for the 41-20 victory over uh, Texas in September. And I started seeing that. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? What? It's Ronnie Wingo Sr., not Ronnie Wingo Jr. So I was like, okay, that I, that math did not, did not uh, translate. But still... Arkansas is doing a lot of things when it still comes to the recruiting to the transfer portal and also when it comes to kids that are coming straight out of high school as well. And so it's like 
what happened last week with the players leave, which by the way, Greg Brooks also mentioned that he was going to LSU. So Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks are going to LSU, boot hogs or whatever now, you know, going to Louisiana. And I already said my piece about that last week when it all went down or earlier this week when it all went down and it still rubs me the wrong way, but we won't get back into that. But still, uh, you're you're hitting it hot and heavy in the transfer portal. And I think with Arkansas, they're at least like they've 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 been around enough with Sam Pittman that they are a good enough program to showcase that, hey, if you're a transfer, you can come in and you can have an immediate impact and we're going to put you in positions to be good. Like you think about the D linemen that transferred in, all of them played and all of them started like immediately. Um, you know, Felipe Franks, when he transferred in, he was a starter and, and was immediately uh, impactful and helpful too. Um, there's been some other players though that haven't. Like I remember they had that Penn State defensive back last year that came in. And I don't think he played a single snap that I can remember. No, he's not one of significance. So I don't know. Maybe they need help out of him and maybe he'll be able to play a little bit this year. But uh, the point is, is that when I'm making all these points to say this, back earlier this week when everyone was freaking out, Everyone was talking about the major problems going on. Everyone was talking about NIL. We're not doing enough. Everyone was talking about Sam Carr. Like, and now look at it. Now look at it. Like, is anybody freaking out about this? Sam Pittman's not. The coaching staff's not. You're still going to be just fine. Like, you're still doing things in the transfer portal. Because here's the thing. You lose two defensive backs. Okay. What if you get a four-star defensive back to transfer in to play immediately? How mad are you going to be? You're not going to be mad. You're going to be thrilled. And myself guilty of this too, probably convince ourselves of why they're going to be better than what Fouché and Greg Brooks were able to do anyways. That's probably will be our mentality, whether it's right or wrong, but it will be our mentality nonetheless. Like nobody's going to be upset if that actually ends up happening. You got to give it time. Trust the process, if you will, is the, the kids say these days like I just don't see any reason to freak out about it these coaches are doing good things in the transfer portal they're doing good things in recruiting let it play out let's see what they do let's see what they're capable of and hopefully here in the next week or so we'll have a good idea of who's all going to be transferring in and how good they're going to be for them as well it's the new year, so that means there's New Year's resolutions. It's about getting fit or eating healthier. Make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate. It's it's one of the great calorie, like the great bars when it comes to health. It's only 130 calories. Like that's my favorite thing about it. Is not only is the calories low, but they taste amazing as well. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, the convenience of all these things makes it so much easier as well. So check out Built Bar. You can go to built.com. And if you use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. It doesn't matter how many you order. All at Built.com. Check out Built Bar. You won't want to miss out. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, final segment of the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, this is something that just actually happened while I was recording the podcast, and I just wanted to bring it up because it is uh, extremely disappointing to me about college football playoff expansion 
and then how it's it's nixed and it doesn't look like it's going to be happening. And one of the things that's extremely frustrating to me is we don't know the ins and outs of who's doing what and you know what the actual problems are. I mean, I know what we'll get told about them, but what actually is the issue here? But I saw that uh, ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips uh, was talking with the media, and he says, the membership of the ACC is very much aligned in its position that now is not the time to expand college football playoff. We also believe that there are much larger issues facing college athletics, like reforming the NCAA. It's been our position since no the middle of November or so, and we are sticking with it. That they also got feedback from ACC athletes saying Clemson does not want to play any extra games. I hear that, and I'm like, okay, kick ACC out. <laughs> get out. If you are aligned with not playoff expansion, get out. You don't have to play any extra games. There can be adjustments made for that. But you're telling me that one extra game in college football, even if it was that, because that's all it would be for some of these teams that make the playoffs. One extra game is what's going to be so problematic for you. Much larger issues facing the NCAA, NCAA reform. Like, how about you get rid of the NCAA? You can reform it that way. Reform it to where you have a czar of college athletics and college football in particularly, and just handle it that way. Like, I get so sick and tired of like, I can, if you came out and said it's because of bowl games and they're busting our balls about it and we can't find a way to make them happy as well. Like, okay, I would get that. I'd understand it. It'd be annoying. It'd be frustrating, but I'd understand. Or if you were coming out and saying, we, we we're in the process, we got it working out, but it's just about logistics. It's about, uh, you know, timing for these games and scheduling for, for, you know, the regular season and conference championships, like how do we make that work? It's like, okay, I'd understand that. But for you to come out and just say, well, we are aligned with the rest of the ACC that we are fine with not expanding the playoffs because there are much larger issues. Okay, much larger issues to you. Like you guys are probably sitting around like thinking about what toilet paper to order at the NCAA offices. Like that's the type of crap you're probably referring to. Like, no, the larger issues is for you to make the product better and as better as best as it can be. And I don't think expanding the playoff is what's going to dip into your time for other issues. It's a very simple concept. Put forth the concept and figure it out. You got you can you can just say, "Hey, this is our plan. We're not starting it until 2025 or 2026. This is our plan." And then building up into that Move the pieces around, figure things out until you get there. But just say, boom, this is when we're doing it. This is the base, the very basic plan of how we're going to execute it. We will follow up with further details in the coming years. Give people that hope, but just to sit around saying, oh, well, we we have a lot bigger issues than the uh, than the playoff expansion. We got to figure out about you know who's going to be calling the shots and who's going to be making the most money here and. Who's going to be in charge of investigating schools and not doing anything about it when they do wrongdoings? It's all dumb. It's dumb. The NCAA, it needs to go away. The ACC commissioner can get bent because if he thinks that there are larger issues than that, okay, there may be, but it doesn't mean you can't chew gum and spit at the same time. Or chew gum and walk or spit and walk. I don't know. Whatever the adage is, you get what I'm trying to say. You can do multiple things. You can multitask. You're smart people. You make money. 
You know what you're doing. Try to figure it out. The rest of us can figure it out. We know you can figure it out too. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.